All right, welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week. It is February the 23rd, 2016, and we have uh, a stranger here with us. <laughs> a strange man on the radio show today. What's your name again? Mark, Mark Cantrell? Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Long time no here, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, uh, as some of uh, some of you know, uh, I've I, I live life a little bit faster than I should have been living it, and uh, it didn't do me any good, and uh, put me in the hospital for a little while, and. Uh, Having to do a lot of things to recover. I don't drink or smoke anymore. Uh, it's been since December 17th. I haven't drank or smoked. Wow. So as long as I keep doing that, I'll be uh, fine and dandy. And uh, I realize that I'm not indestructible. I am, <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to live forever, especially if I carry on going to 150 mile an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone. Uh, yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> um, having, having, having said that, I'm getting better every day, and uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm back. I'm, you know, won't be long now. Good. I'll be back to 100. percent I'm pretty close. Good on you. Well, that we're we're glad to thank s- you for asking. Yeah, glad to see you out of uh, the hospital. That's couldn't have been that much fun i'm sure <laughs> it's not, oh man uh, these people are brutal <laughs> i thought it was gonna be a relaxing time like okay well i don't have to worry about anything or anybody i just gotta worry about myself i've got a tv uh i've got room service got my private room uh, room service and everything and <laughs> uh, a menu i think this is great until two in the morning when somebody wakes you up because they want to take blood from you. And then three in the morning, somebody wakes you up because they want to take your vital signs. And then uh, four o'clock, they want to weigh you. And then, oh, we need to do an x-ray. Eight. (laughs) Meanwhile, I haven't slept all night because somebody's been in and out all night after me. And uh, during the day, uh, you know, it's, there's always something going on. It's not relaxing, is all I'm saying. Don't go in the hospital <laughs> thinking that you're going to have a, a... It's a relaxing time. It's not. Right. Join the army. Yeah. Probably, uh, <laughs> you, you probably get more sleep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, good. I'm glad you're out. I'm, we're, I'm glad, sure, that, that everybody's glad to, to to hear that you're you're doing okay and all that kind of stuff, so... Welcome back. Thank you. You know all that kind of stuff. Um, what we got? What's been going on in pool? You know the, the whole. Me, David. Yeah. Well, you know the whole world changed while you were away. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's, yeah. But you know, we've had some exciting developments. You knew you you were you were fully aware of you know Darren's um, World Pool ser- Series getting kicked off the ground now, and so we're just waiting on the the next set of events coming up with that. Um, World Pool Masters just finished up. From all accounts, sound like that was really exciting matchup, some upsets and all that kind of good stuff. Congratulations, actually, to David Alcade 
for taking the title. He's the World Pool Master this year. Um, what else is going on? Well, the Swanee Memorial just. Uh, well, hold, hold on, hold on. The World Pool Masters. Yeah. Uh, that that got, uh, got uh, Jason Shaw. He's coming in second. Yeah. Which you know the World Pool Masters isn't called the World Pool Masters because it's a field full of chumps. Yeah. It's you know the best players from each country. Now, obviously, some countries are better than others. Right. Uh, as far as pool goes, but you know when you've got like Spain and you've got uh, England and you've got Europe and America, you, you know places in Europe, uh, you, you've got some. Re- it's, it's a strong field. Oh yeah, and um, big time. Last year, ending up last year, uh, from what I. Remember, I remember I spent Christmas, I spent a, a month from right before Christmas. So after Christmas in the hospital, and half the time I was drugged up on something. So I, I only know some scattered parts of things. Uh, so if anybody got a text from me during the month of over the holiday season that sounded like I was a maniac, I apologize. Uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was stuff for something they were giving me. <laughs> Apparently, I've been uh, a few people have brought it up to me and showed me texts that yeah, I sent to them that yeah. were just not all there. I mean. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jason Shaw, the last part of last year, really took off. I mean, he was winning a lot of things, placing very high in things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this year. It's like he's just kind of ca- carried on. And the World Pool Masters, even though he didn't win it, he still came second. And no, there's no money for second place in that particular event. But it still goes to show you what a good year it is, how far his game has come, that he still came second in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, in that event. Absolutely. And, and then we've got... Uh, Oi, who has done, uh, given Poole uh, a, a new lease of life or given it for a 24-hour period, uh, gave it some, uh, gave it a little bit of, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Some um, personality or something. <laughs> yeah, it got, it got a little bit of attention anyways. Uh, he was on uh, late. I was watching the Fox News late one night, and it was on. The clip was on there. So, you know, it's nothing to do with a sports show or anything. It was just they were showing a couple of funny clips and that interview with Oi, the Japanese player, was mm-hmm. on. And then apparently it was on Good Good Morning America as well. Right. Uh, so you know that's. Uh, uh, I, I've been talking about it to, to everybody who would uh, who would listen. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, no, that was funny stuff. Funny stuff. Uh, well, and I was also going to mention the um, the Jay Swanson Why? Memorial, um, the Swanee Memorial, just uh, went off uh, down at, in La Mesa. Brian Parks won that one. Um, I think today, um, yes, today the NAPT actually has got a women's, 
a women's division going on at hard times. And then around about... Uh, what's that? Hard times, which one? Bellflower? Sa Sacramento. It's Sacramento. The ladies are playing in Sacramento. Uh, and then coming up here in another week or two, you got the Chinook wins. But uh, before that happens, though, we've got this hot, hot, man, big-time match is about to go down in Beloit, Wisconsin at the Karam Room. Uh, Scott Frost versus Dennis Orcoyo playing one pocket uh, race to 40, I think it is. And it's $200,000 on the line. Well, a hundred each. You know, that's a hell of a lot of money for uh, one pool match. Yes. Um, gonna be a big deal. Two hundred thousand dollar swing. Yeah, that's it's that's a a big deal. No how to, no matter how you slice it, one pocket's kind of has the tendency to go a little slow sometimes, <clears throat> uh, depending on who you're playing against. So I'm sure it's gonna take three or four days for the whole thing to 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 wrap up. But it's March the second through the fifth at the Karam Room, and there will be a free stream, absolutely free. So you can tune in as much or as little as you want to, but somebody's going to walk away with a heck of a lot of money. So uh, I think we should get... That's, uh, on the rail. Yeah, on, on the, the rail, rail TV. Uh, Lenny Marshall. That's right, on the rail TV. So I think we should get Scott Frost on the phone. What do you think? Yep. Sounds good to me. Yeah, awesome. I have his number. Very good. So, without further ado, we'll be right back with Scott Frost right after this. Welcome back to American Billiard Radio. This is the Legends and Champions Report. I am your host, Mark Cantrell. And uh, there's been a few things going on this week. And uh, we also have things that are coming up, you know, in the, in the near future. And one of them is with my buddy, Scott Frost, here in Phoenix, Arizona. So I've got him on the line with me. How are you doing, Scott? What's up, everyone? How are you, Mark? Good. Um, just... Have a quick chat with you about some of the things that are going on. I did get to watch the uh, uh, last episode of the Ronnie O'Sullivan's American Hustle uh, that you were in. Uh, just uh, was it last Thursday? I think it was on. Uh, how, yes. how, how was that? How was that experience for you? That was must have been pretty cool. Well, you got me in the door there. So first of all, thank you for doing that. Um, I. Uh, I've tried to do another reality show, and it was it was a five to seven year struggle with A and E, and it never went through. So you must have some power. I appreciate your help there, brother. And um, as far as the experience goes, it was it was amazing. Um, uh, to give Ronnie the credit, really, he's Ronnie is just a, as he would say, he's a top man. I mean, he really is. Uh, he's got no insecurities, no fears. He's happy in his own skin, and he's just great to be around. Um, we filmed the show, and I 
previously mentioned this to you guys, that uh, about an hour before we started filming, I got the news that my good friend, Lawrence Ibarra, who uh, was fighting colon cancer, had passed away. So I'd gotten that news in the hour before we started filming. I was in tears. I was kind of a wreck. And then, you know, the crew got me together. Uh, the film crew kind of got me together. And uh, I kind of lost track of that and, and got into my little zone. And, and we had a great time. We had a great time. Well, I'm glad that it could... Uh, sorry about your friends. and uh, Of course. But I'm glad that it could... Uh, take your mind off things just for for the right there and then at least it, yeah uh, it was awesome and uh you know there's uh, uh Ronnie O'Sullivan is just a character I mean just a natural ability natural talent for uh I think any Q sport I know uh based on watching uh, you guys play I mean you give him uh, you, you, you beat him, you know, quite handily there. But, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a bet that I'd want to make every day that you can do the same no. thing every, every day, you know? Well, we've talked about that. Ronnie and I even spoke. We, we've spoken depth about it. Everything is relative, okay? Just because he plays on a 12-foot table with small pockets, doesn't necessarily mean, at, and he plays that at the highest level, in my opinion, the best of all time. That doesn't mean that he can take that ability and next week be the best of all time on a nine-foot table with bigger pockets. It's, it's a totally different right. world, and it really is. And he and I have talked about it. He, I think that he would probably be a world-class rotation player after... Mm, probably, you know, he's so talented, who knows, but I would say, no, it would take at least six months. Six months to a year, there's a possibility, but there's also the possibility that he would never be a world-class rotation player because that's not what he grew up doing. You know, we're talking about completely different size balls, completely different size cues, completely different cloth, completely different equipment. So we're talking about it, you know, that's kind of like me going to the golf course. I mean, we're talking about a completely different thing. The only thing that's similar is the cue action. It is similar. I mean, but, but that's even different. Your form, your stance, your stroke, everything is different. So he's told me, you know, he says, he says, man, you know, when I initially came over here for the ITT, which was several years ago, he thought he was just going to run right through everybody. And because of the pockets being the size they were, but he said he couldn't control the cue ball. Everything was different. You know, the, the size of the cue ball was about double of the snicker ball. So, so everything is relative, and it's all hindsight. You know, um, I know that debate's carried on and over and over. But talking to him personally from the cat's mouth, it's it's um, it's it's not as easy as people may think. Now, I certainly yeah. couldn't go over there and beat him in a game of snooker, but he certainly come over here. And beat me in one pocket or or nine ball or eight ball. That's absolutely. Yeah. Um, see, well, that's uh, you know, that's good. I'm glad you got the uh, opportunity. I think a lot of people would have, yeah, uh, you know, like to just meet him. You know, he's a legend. He's a, he's a, he's a true legend. 
Um, yeah, I, I was I was very thankful. So many things happening in my life right now, and for all of such positive things, and for this show to come out right now, probably couldn't have been a better time. And, and you know, I feel blessed to—I really feel blessed to and thankful to be in the position that I'm at. Well, let's let's talk about uh, a little bit about the position that you're at. Let's start with—you've uh, got a big match coming up uh, with yes, Tokolo. And that's going to be in Beloit at the Karam Room. And uh, what is that, March, uh, was it the 1st, 2nd, 3rd? It's the March 2nd through the 5th at the Dave Cole's Karam Room in Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, how did how did this come about? I mean, it, that's, it's, it's, it's billed as 200,000. I'm going to make an educated guess. It's 100,000. That's correct. It's 100,000. When you're promoting a match, and some people are tech teams about it, but when you're promoting a match, you just put the total purse in there. I mean, you know, it, it sounds better, it looks better. In, in my eyes, I'm playing for $200,000. If we win, we get $200,000 coming back. Okay, so that's how I look at it. Um, how the match came about is, is, is pretty much how anything usually comes about, but I've been asking Dennis to play. You know, first, let me say this. Um, Dennis and I are pretty good friends. I really like Dennis, and not only do I like him, but I respect him at the highest level. Uh, he's, in my opinion, for the money, he's probably the best rotation player in the world. When I say rotation, I'm speaking nine ball or ten ball. Uh, so going forward, I respect the guy at the highest level. Um, but I... I've been asking him to play in the last couple of years. I know he's been fiddling with one pocket a little bit. He hasn't done anything major, uh, but he's been playing. And then this year at the Derby City, what had happened is that he beat Danny Smith in a race to five. And from what I heard, I didn't get a chance to watch it. From what I heard, Danny did not perform his best. And there's many reasons that could happen. He could be tired. He could be worn out. He could have other things on his mind. But we all play matches where we don't play our best. And Dennis beat him 5-2-2, two, two, um, which gave Dennis a little confidence. So after that had happened, I, I'd been kind of following Dennis around and asking him if he got to play us out. Well, he kept asking me for 9-8. to eight, and He's been asking me for 9-8. And I don't think he deserves it. I think he's too good of a player. Um, long story short, he, I noticed that he had a good backer with him. And he's a great guy. His name is Roy, or Ariel Francisco. And long story short, I, I started making some small bets with him to get to know him a little bit. I got his phone number. Um, I lost a couple of bets that I probably knew I was going to lose just to let the guy know that I, that I was a pretty good action. And I got the guy's phone number, and after the derby, we ended up not playing. After the derby, I sent the guy a text. And it was just a random text. I didn't think that I would really even get a response. But I said, uh, I think I said something like, would you be willing to put Dennis up for a big set? And his response was, absolutely, we can play high. And I said, okay, what's high? 20000 and he, his response, and I thought I misread it. I thought he said fifty dollars, but I had to look at it like three times. And he said fifty thousand, and I'm like, wow. Now, now I'm conversing with my team, the Sword Brothers, 
And I'm like, this this guy's for real because I I got to know him at the derbies. Anything he said, he was solid. So I said, well, we can bet more than that. And he says, okay, seventy five. And I'm like, geez, this is this is really happening. And I said, okay, deal. So we were at seventy five, and we had originally posted it at seventy five. What happened in that time frame is we had PayPal or we had. Got, long story short, we got the money to Dave Cole. We got a no-show money up from each side to Dave Cole. I'm not going to say how we did it. It wasn't PayPal. I can't remember how how they did it. It's not my business. But we put the no-show money up, and since then, we were able to get 25 more bets. So we're betting 100 each. And um, it's, do you want me to go into like my daily regiment, what I've done? You know? I mean, sure. basically, since then, everybody probably knows I'm building what I am positive will be the nicest pool room slash lounge slash restaurant in America. And so everybody knows that, but I'm blessed. I had a great team, Jack Circa and Lenny Marshall. So they they allowed me to step away a few days ago, which is hard for me to do, and start training. And I have been training every day. Um, when I wake up, I eat... Uh, nothing but fruit, then I walk two to three miles, then I go to the pool room, and I have a tough game waiting for me. Um, so I've been training, ever, that's that's what I call training. I, I get into a mindset where my my entire thinking of the day is, is what I'm going to do with Dennis and how I'm going to handle certain situations, and my mindset never leaves that. Even when I get home at night and Erica and I are in bed watching TV, I could probably, I probably have no clue what Erica is saying or the TV. I'm, I'm just, I get into a zone, and my focus is strictly on, on what's going to happen there, and I prepare my mind for anything, basically anything. I prepare my mind for being down 10 to 0 the first day. I prepare my mind for being up 10 to 0 the first day. I prepare my mind for my tip flying up or my cue breaking. I, I prepare my mind for anything from A to Z that could possibly happen that way. If it happens, I'm hopefully capable of handling it. And and that's where well, the, I'm at now, Mark. You know? What's the what's the format of of the match? So we start March second and I'm believing we're gonna start at four or five um and, and I believe that's Eastern time, four or five PM, but we'll play a race to ten. So the first day, it'll be the first person to get to 10. The second day, it'll be the first person to get to 20. The third day, the first person to get to 30. The fourth day, the first person to get to 40 wins the catch. Similar to how I played Efren in Tucson, Efren and I played a race to 30 for 50,000. Um, I beat him 30 to 19. So basically, this is how it works. After day two, I had Efren... 20 games to 9. If Efren were to come back and beat me, he would have to beat me 21 games to my 10. So it's real important to stay close or have a lead after day one. If you don't, that that, that lead surmounts on you and it gets heavier than that. And, you know, I don't want to switch subjects, but going into that day three playing Efren, mentally it was the strangest thing I ever had to deal with. I knew I only had to win 10 names, and he had to double me. Um, so to keep that motivation was a real mind, a real mind trick. Um, 
it was interesting. But that's the format I'm playing in Beloit, and I'm I'm like uh, I guess they use the term over the moon. That's that's not even it for me. I'm 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 over the atmosphere. I mean, it's it's amazing. I'm excited. Those that every every um, day is going to start somewhere around five o'clock Eastern time. Then, yeah, let's just say we'll have a set time every day. It'll be four or five. We'll come out with that information within the next couple of days. Also, just so everybody knows, we're going to do a Q and A, probably thirty to forty-five minutes for each player. It'll be live on Facebook where the public can ask us questions. They can get into our mind and pick our brain, and that'll be the day before the match. And we'll come out with a time on that as well here soon. And I, I want to say this real quick. Um, I try not to get into the drama and, and the statements on Facebook. Number one, if you've never played a match for $100,000 or even $50,000, people realize how hard it is to, to put up the money in a $10,000 set. It's not easy. You have to find a safe place to do it. You got to know the people who are holding it. Blah, blah, blah. So there is some speculation this match is a stage um, by one or two people. And I want to clear the air on that. They are people that are looking for some type of satisfaction within themselves. Because I can tell you right now that our biggest concern is figuring out where we put this money. People don't think about the things that go on behind the scenes. When you have two hundred thousand dollars in cash somewhere, you really have to think about where it's going. And and this match couldn't be more real. I can I can assure you of that. Now the second thing I want to say is a lot of people are saying, "Well, I like Scott in this match," and I understand this. But they say, "Well, I like Scott in this match," but I know he's got a lot going on in his personal life, his business, blah blah blah. Great, I get that. But let me explain something. Back when I played Efren, we had just gotten our demolition permit, and things were as hectic then as they are now. And how I look at it is it's all a positive. I've turned it all into a positive, and I feel like I'm a snowball coming down the hill, and I'm getting bigger and bigger and stronger and faster. Let's just say I lost this match. In my mind, this is how I play it. If I happen to lose this match, I get to come back to my dream room and open it up. I mean, I'm watching it get built before my very eyes. I'm going to come back to my dream room and open it up. If I win this match, it'll cement my legacy in history. And, and so what do I have to lose here? Um, for those people out there that, that are speculating that my business could affect me, well, yeah, I guess you could say that. But at a top player's level, um, when I played Alex in Vegas, uh, you know, a bomb could have gone off literally 30 feet away, and I probably wouldn't have known it. Um, when I step into that arena, I will not, I won't think about anything but what's going on right then and there. And if my business does happen to come up, it's all positive. It's it's all a great thing to me. I, I've never been in this position in my life, and I'm so blessed and so thankful for everybody in my life that have that have helped me get to this point. Let me ask you a question, Scott. This has been a, a huge uh, money game. I'd imagine that there'd be uh, people fighting over the rights to do the streaming and the pay-per-view as there is money you know, to be made, whether it be by 
you and Dennis, the pool room owner, the streamer, but uh, you've decided to go, or somebody's decided to do this as a free stream. Uh, how, how did that come about? Well, I, I, I can go into detail, and I'll try and make this as brief as possible. Um, yeah, uh, there's several streamers out there, and I like them all. I don't have an issue with what anybody's doing. Up there. I think they all work hard, and they all deserve to get paid for what they do. Absolutely. But for the last three or four years, or even five years, I've set all three pay-per-view records um, by a landslide. And I can tell you the numbers are not real high. Um, and, and in the back of my mind, my dream and my goal was to be able to give the public a free stream and get in touch with sponsors for a sponsorship package. And that money might overcome a pay-per-view package or, or what I would get. So, for instance, this is why I think it's so great. Let's say Alex and I played in Vegas. We played five days, and we set by far the biggest record. I ended up losing in day five. We had a total of around 600 viewers. And I don't mind saying the numbers because there's a point to this. We had a total of around 600 viewers. Okay. Now, Lenny and, and, and Ray Hansen does a great job, Big Truck, and that's PoolActionTV.com. Now, Lenny, with On The Rail TV... He does Chinook wins. That's a big tournament. Chinook wins has a big bar table tournament every year. So, for instance, over that week, while Lenny was doing that event, he had 36,000 viewers on and off of his site over that week. Now, when I played Alex, <coughs> we, had a total, we had a total of 600. So there's a major, major, major disconnect there. Okay, and I I know where it's at. A lot of it's not the money. A lot of people do not want to go through and have to put their card online, go through the sign up process, have a membership, uh, and and if it is the money, I understand that as well. But for for most people, they want you know they might have a job and they're on the break and they want to log on and watch a match. Well, they don't want to, have to pay for that because they might only get to watch thirty minutes of it. So my thinking for the last three or four years is we're not really getting this game to the public. We're getting this game to the same diehards over and over and over. And it's true because I've seen the numbers. Okay, so my thinking in this was, and Lenny and I started talking about it right after Lenny landed the deal, is that, wait a minute, if I go to all my sponsors and go to some outside sponsors, and maybe even a sponsor like Gatorade, and we can show them that we're going to have this many people. That's the problem. There's never been a free stream done, so we do not have numbers to show a major sponsor yet, but we will. So my thinking is I go to these other sponsors, Aramis, Sabonis, Omega, QB Custom Qs, and I sell them a package. Let's just sell them a package for $1,000, and they get their banner online, they get a 30-second commercial, and they get spoken about nonstop. Well, I can tell you that 90% of the sponsors that I've gone to with that package have accepted in a heartbeat, okay? And here's why. I can sell this package to them saying that we are going to get, without a doubt, 50,000 viewers. 
Now, if I'm going to a sponsor and I can tell them that your product's going to get seen by 50,000 people versus 500 or 600, it's a no-brainer, right? Now, not only is that great for the sponsor, but it's even better for the public, and it's even better for the game. Now, the sponsor's product gets noticed. The public learns the game. They get educated on the game. And it's a win-win. They can watch it when they want. They don't have to sign up. They don't have to log. I mean, all they have to do is go to the site and push the play button. You can watch it from your phone. You can put it on your TV. It's, it's just a win-win all the way around. And I want to stay clear on this. I am not knocking any streamer. They work hard, and they deserve to make their money. I, I have no problem with that. But I can tell you, as a guy that's set a lot of records on pay-per-view, at the end of the day, once the expenses are taken off and this is taken off and the commentator's fees are taken off and this and this, I don't care how many records I've set, I'm not getting rich doing it. Okay? And it hasn't improved. The numbers have not improved. So, right. how, how do we change that? We've got to edu- educate the masses, the general public. Listen, it's a proven fact, and I also know these numbers. If, if a streamer has a, a rotation or a 9-ball or a 10-ball or even an 8-ball event, their numbers are just a little over half as high as a one-pocket match or one-pocket tournament. So the viewers in America are clearly liking one-pocket over rotation. And I don't want to get into all that. Rotation, in my opinion, is a broken game. It's become way too basic. But... What I'm saying is that the interest in one pocket has grown tremendously. Now, just imagine if we can get this game with good commentators to people that have played pool one or two times, but the people that are watching have a brain, right? And they start understanding what we're doing. The interest can grow in that game so rapidly that you just don't know where it can take you. But another great thing to this, Mark, is once we're done, we will have numbers on paper. Now, I can go, I'm just using me, for instance. Gatorade has a frost brand of their drink. Icebreakers has a frost brand of their mints. Now, I can take this to Budweiser, Gatorade, Icebreakers, and I can show them numbers, and I can also tell them how we're going to grow but until this has been done, I can't really do any of that. I can because I'm a great salesman, but I don't know how far I'm going to get with a major company. Okay? So once this is over with, I am I don't see how we can fail. I really don't. Right. Well, it's all, you know, it's all one of you kind of, you've got to take it a step at a time, and it sounds like you've got um, a, a pretty good idea and concept of what your game plan is. So, you know, all I can say is uh, uh, good luck. I hope it works. And I hope it lays the groundwork for, you know, pool in general, you know. Uh, I was watching the the Japanese guy. Uh, boy, uh, yeah. he was... He's great. He, he was from the, the interview, I mean, all over Facebook, uh, Fox News, good morning, good good day, America. Good morning, America. It was on there sure. as well. I mean, sure. He's 
just from that goofy thing that he did, he got so much attention. It's, uh, you know, well, maybe we great. need more of those and a little bit more uh, exposure to those kind of people. Without, without a doubt. I think it was ingenious, okay? I, I think it was great. Whatever type of exposure, and like people have said in the past, bad publicity is always good publicity. So whether people liked it or didn't like it, they were talking about it, okay? And you as a promoter know that, that listen, if they're talking about it, it's it's not a bad thing. At, at the end of the day, it's not a bad thing. So I, I think that's great. And I agree with you, Mark. I think that our I think that our sport has really gotten stagnant. And I think we need characters. I think it's too much of a church like atmosphere. And that will never sell or get ratings on TV. It won't. And, and, and it just won't, you know. Um, well, let, let me... Mark, if I, if talked, I, I talked way too much. Go ahead. <laughs> I know, I've, got one, I've got one last uh, topic to touch on with you. And and then we'll be, we'll be good to go. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this. Um, you've, you've touched on the uh, Ice House uh, is in the process of being built. Um, what, what can you tell us about it? I, what, what's the concept? I know you said it's going to be the greatest pool room, it's going to have the great food, um, a restaurant, bar, Small, small. Tell, tell us sure. a little bit more. Okay. So my experience in the last 24 years has been to every major city in the United States several times, not once or twice, but several times. And I've probably been to as many pool rooms as anybody. Now, I can tell you, <coughs> and, and you probably know this, and as most know, very few pool rooms now are making it. Most of the pool rooms back east, and, and I'm sad about this. I'm, I'm not happy about this. But times have changed. We're in the 21st century. Things are getting retro. Everything's online. Things are getting modern. Times have changed. The old school pool rooms are the past, and it's not working, okay? Mark Griffin built Griff's in Vegas. It's an absolutely gorgeous pool room. But leading to that, what I'm saying is that nowadays, you have to have other things than just pool for somebody to do. We're putting in 12 dartboards. We've got a huge wine patio. We've got a huge sports lounge, separate but connected. But it also turns into a dance floor or nightclub. And then separate but connected to that, we have a restaurant called the Chill Grill. We prop food, all fresh foods. We sit on the southeast corner of Mill and Broadway, we're one block south of ASU that has 60,000-plus students. My thinking in this is that I've seen so many pools go down, and it, it is sad. But if you've just got pool and a little bit of beer to sell, you are really <coughs> a creek without a paddle. You have to have an environment where women feel safe, they feel comfortable, and they're happy to let their man go play pool while she sits at the bar with her girlfriend and has a drink, and she's not hearing people screaming, yelling, cussing, blowing cue balls, and, you know, you've got to have an environment that suits everyone. In this environment here, we're allowed to have kids. It's our discretion. 
we're allowed to have families and we promote that. And then we also have a lounge where it will turn into a nightclub and we can have the college kids and we can have special nights and UFC fights and things like that. You have to have different ingredients to make it work. There's, there's just no way a nut is too high. There is no way nowadays you can put a slap down on the floor, throw pool tables on it, serve bottled water and cold beer, and make it work. And in, unless you're paying two or three hundred a month in rent, you're not going to make it work. And, and it's proven. It hasn't worked, and it's failing. That worked in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It slowed down real bad in the 90s, and now we're here. And, and, and you'll notice the pools that are succeeding. There's Mike Page's pool room in Wisconsin, Steinway Billiards. There's the uh, Diamond Billiards in Cape Hara. All these pool rooms have other things to do besides just play pool, okay? And, and you have to have that ingredient. If you don't, you're looking for trouble. And, and yeah, there is a... Here it is, Mark. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm trying to set a standard in the new age of porn, and we are franchising this, okay? It's Freezer's Ice House, and if somebody wanted this in Boston in three years, this is our model, and it could be Jimmy's Ice House or Bob's Ice House. But I'm trying to set a standard because we need a new age of porn with the space to all major event, but also cater to the average person it's not a serious pool player, okay? We have retro video games. We have we have all sorts of different things you can do, and we've done it right. And I think that's the only way to go. I I, I agree with you. And there's a I, I want to say a handful. Unfortunately, I'm probably not far away when I say a handful of pool rooms that are out there. And there was one in, in particular that I I saw. Uh, and the first time I went to this place was probably about five years, six years ago. Uh, uh-huh. Could be even longer. Uh, a place um, in Illinois, uh, not Springfield, Decatur, Illinois, called Starship Billions. I don't know if you've ever been there. Okay. Decatur, Illinois. And you're going through the day, and they've got this little elevated in the middle of the room. There's pool tables on either side. We've got all these tables. Middle of the day, we were in there, and it was packed with people. They were coming in for the food. They didn't care about sure. pool. They were no. there so that they just had a great barbecue sandwich or, a, a, you know, whatever right. it was. They did it, they did it right. And without that food, and they, were, they, they weren't giving the food away either, you know, as like a lost sure. leader. Sure. They, were char- they were charging good money for the sure. food, but it was good food. Sure. And, and so that made it so that, uh, so that you know, they make a lot of money. I know what they make. I have friends with the owner. And we've got two, right. two places. Both uh, shooters, they, all shooters uh, here in Phoenix, I mean, they, they, they do numbers that people wouldn't even believe. And they, they're the same model as what we're doing. A little older, but my base are both and the same thing you're talking about. They've had great food, yeah. and, and, and they packed the place. Yeah, well, it was the first time I'd, I'd seen people in a pool room or really took notice that people were in a pool room, and they weren't there for the pool. They were there for right. the food, and they were going to eat it and leave, and that was it. Right. And I thought, wow, if every pool room had that, 
then a lot of them would be in business. So instead of sure. being empty, they're actually making money. Their lunches probably pay the rent. You know, right. so the alcohol and everything else is uh, a bonus. So I, I agree with what you're saying. And again, you're taking something else and uh, stepping in the right direction. And I uh, wish you nothing but you. Uh, good luck. And I look forward to you guys opening up. My daughter lives just two minutes away from uh, from you. Excellent. So She's hired. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> that, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Um, anyway, buddy. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And I'm sorry I talked so much during this interview. Appreciate it, man. You take it easy, and uh, we'll we'll speak to you soon. Good luck against Dennis. Thank you so much. I appreciate everyone's support, and we are going to make a full great win. I promise. Thank you, Scott. All right, take care. Well, that's it for uh, this week and the Legends and Champions Report. I'm your host, Mark Cantrell. We were uh, joined by Scott the Freezer Frost. And, uh, you know, we got a little bit of information there, a little bit more insight into the, uh, the big uh, $200,000 match, uh, one pocket match in, uh, uh, in the Karam room, and a little bit about his uh, pool room. And that's uh, good information. So uh, tune in next week. Thank you all for listening. Glad to be back, and I'll speak to you soon.